The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. praying much about today and there was a lot of things that were standing in our way just in the natural and it was a uh, it was a fight a constant fight as we dedicate this sanctuary today we must remind ourselves about three things First of all, this sanctuary is a place for people to come together to freely worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who sent his son, born of a virgin, Jesus. And Jesus, who came and paid the price on Calvary, died for us, shed his blood for us, and then left and sent the Holy Ghost. This is only the beginning. Now somebody said, well, what are you going to do with the pavilion? We'll still use it. Trust me, if I see you getting too comfortable, yeah, we'll flip outside just like that. And there's so much more that's going to be happening in the building of the next phase and things I'm going to share with you this week. But this is not, we're not building a monument to a person this is for the kingdom of God and for God's people to come. As we found out on Christmas Day how cold the field was. That was one of the coldest days I ever preached outside of my life. And this, I didn't even recognize our pastors. They were covered up. They, I just saw eyes looking at me through whatever. When I, when I spoke, a, a, a fog was coming out of my mouth. I mean... It, it was freezing cold. So thank God for indoor venue where when it's boiling hot. How many have been with us in the summer when, when we're on the field, how hot it is? Well, we got air conditioning in here. And then in the winter, how many have been sitting out there when it's been cold? Well, we, you're not going to get cold here. So we have the versatility of that. But this place is there for people to come and gather together as a family and to worship. I was looking at everything. If you get to tour the upstairs and see the mother's rooms, the restrooms, there's 40 new restrooms upstairs. There's 60 downstairs. That's 100 new restrooms over here. And obviously, men can't go to the ladies' restroom, but <laughs> there are people today who want to do that. But that's not available for you here at the river. So, but it just everything that is taking place here, these balconies will have a soundproof curtain that will drop down, not now, but where each balcony will be a classroom for the university. So, there, there's so much more that's going to happen here, but we got to have a place, and you know, when what is so amazing to stand here today and to look around, and I think of the days where we can even pull the clips we won't today, but where I stood here back in the early 2000s and said, uh, I'll greet the people up on the balcony, 
people on this side of the balcony. And then over the years, just did that. When I gave the altar call, many times I said, I see their hand up at the balcony, and the other hand over there. And people looked at me like I was crazy, but that's what I saw. I saw these balconies. And so people said, no, you don't want to put a balcony. You can build a brand new church. I said, I don't want a brand new one. I like this one. And, and to be totally frank with you, everything here is like we in a different place. I didn't, I'm looking around to wonder where are we here today? Is this the river? Is this the river Tampa Bay Church? The only thing that's old in this room is you. I mean, I mean that in a good way. Everything else is new. New everything. New everything. This sanctuary is a place from where the gospel, the good news, is preached around the world by television right now to millions of homes. You'll see the new podium that I wanted, and our guys did it right here. We have a Bible student, a cabinet maker. He made this, and uh, David Lawson and the team is just phenomenal. And uh, I said, I want a pulpit back in the church. I know they brought Brother Bob a music stand. I hate those things. They can never hold anything, and I always come up with many Bibles. This thing is like a living room. I, I don't know what to do with myself here. I, I can, you know. So, uh, Pastor Jordan, just so you know, we put a little step here for you. No, you can pull it out. We'll have an usher pull it out before you get up to pray. Just come on, come stand here, and then I'll, I'll show you why we're doing that. Come out. <laughs> yeah. So, but don't worry, we're going to get a special step here for you, and then you can stand up there. It'll be great. But I think the irritation of going to many churches, when you walk out there, there's no pulpit. And then I say to the usher, where's the pulpit? No, they'll bring it out. And then they bring the thing out, and it's like flimsy. You put your stuff on it, and I mean, I come out with my notebook. I've got two Bibles, you know, and, and, and you've got other stuff, and you've got nowhere to put it. Are you with me? And when you, you're reading the scripture and the, and the stand's going down and you, you look like you're bowing. So the scripture says, uh, you have to pull it back up. And so God went on to. So we wanted to put a pulpit back in the church. It takes four people to move this. Now, you'll notice the Redentos on the inside. The middle one was made for Kelly. These, this is blown glass that was thrown away that my dear friend, Chris Gohan, as a glass blower, put these together. This is, you won't find this anywhere. He signs each one of these. And he told me years ago, he said, Pastor, when you build the new sanctuary, I'm going to bring a bunch of them. And they showed up here and brought 11 of them. Yeah. So... Of course, you can, this could represent Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You see the one on this far side over here, and then there's one on that side, on either side of the, of the platform. And then up, as you notice, when you walk into the balconies, there's one 
there, and then when you come to the main lobby. So uh, I know people are trying to make something out of it, but why this is so specific to the river is because these broken pieces of glass is what the glass maker throws away. You can't do anything with it. And he walked in one day and his son said, Dad, I feel we can do something with it. He said, I don't really think so because glass melts at different temperatures. But he began to play with it, play around, and look what's come out. This is most beautiful. And it speaks of what the river does because people come in here broken pieces that have been thrown away, and the fire of God fashions them into something that is beautiful. So it doesn't matter how you came here, how you came, how you came. Somebody said, oh, look at that broken whatever. I got news for you. You're coming into the fire of God, and the fire of God's going to burn, and the fire of God's going to purify, and something beautiful is going to come out of it. And so that's what God is doing. This sanctuary is a place where God, the gospel will be preached with power, signs, wonders, and miracles. And then the third thing, this place is a place to raise up, make disciples of Jesus who will carry the good news to the far-flung corners of the globe. Now, the reason why I wanted to do it this morning was because Sunday morning is the time we can get all our buses here and everything. Obviously, we're not able to do that during the course of the week. And I wanted everyone that's part of the river to be a part in celebrating what God is doing here today. I didn't want to do it on Thursday night or some other night. I wanted to do it on Sunday morning. So I'm probably going to celebrate today and next Sunday because it's just amazing. And if you knew the journey, uh, at 7.30, we didn't even know if we could even switch the sound on. And you might say, why? It's technology. It's digital stuff. That's full of the devil as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Amen. The new seats will be coming for the balconies. Those are temporary. But you see, I put some nice cushions there for you. Yep. Put nice cushions. The new seats are folding theater seats that will be mounted in the floor. That's on delay. Many things were on delay because of all the nonsense that's still going on in America. Bless you. So this week's going to be a phenomenal week. There's some things we're going to get into here this week that I believe is going to take everyone to the next level. There's people sitting here today that God is going to use in a profound way. a profound way to be a part of what God's doing in the earth today. And this is a place where people are going to be forged by the fire of God and raised up and then launched and sent forth. And God's glory is going to be made manifest 
Yeah. So you better get ready. You better get ready. There's several other things, some of the things I'll share with you tonight because we were so busy just getting this place ready. And uh, I, I thought, you know, I mean, I've got a whole week here, so it's, it's fine. One of the things I want I wanted to let you know about is the miracle of the last three years. So the miracle of the last three years is as a ministry, we've been able to give away $20 million into other ministries around the world. That's a miracle. And the miracle is that we've been able to put 21 million into this property and pay cash for it in three years. So what you're seeing is supernatural. This week you will witness a miracle because I'll, I'll get all the numbers and share with you what, what is going on. But I know because I'm in this daily, I can see what God is doing. This is impossible in the natural. It was impossible to be in this place five and a half months ago and then to say that we would be here. Now, is it fully completed? No, there's some things that need to be done. Some of the restrooms upstairs on that far side still need these things that didn't get in. There's certain parts that didn't get in, but we are here. We're in this place. We're having church. I remember the very first Sunday we came in here. We hadn't even bought the property. This property wasn't actually even for sale. I just needed a place for the camp meeting. And so I thought, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to negotiate, and I'm going to have my summer camp meeting, and when I get in there, I'm never leaving. <laughs> because I'm from Africa, and I know about a squatter. You just take over the territory. And the very first Sunday, if ever, anyone can remember back, the floor under you, which is not that way anymore, was what they call river rock, okay? Many people scuffed their shoes, burned holes in their suits because they'd fall under the power and the river rock would, I mean, a suit would be ruined, your shoes would be ruined because that's what river rock does. It just rips up everything. And so we walked in here and of course you can't build, you can't do anything. You don't even have, you don't even own the place. I just look, I'll, I'll pay you a fee. I mean, it's sitting empty. You know, you always, you have to negotiate. I said, sitting empty? I mean, what are you going to do with it? I'll, I'll take care of you. Let me, let me have my meeting there. Oh, uh, okay. They didn't know I'm never leaving. <laughs> and so we moved in here. We took a platform. We put it right in the middle and put 2,000 seats in the round. And we, $30,000 worth of sound, and that was it. And we started that first camp meeting, and then we just never left. We never left. And the Lord worked everything out, and we bought this place. We bought the place with no money because we gave them an offer they couldn't refuse. Can you say amen? amen? Now, somebody said, why did you put a wall up here? Because the thing that would irritate me was watching everybody go to the restroom. So <laughs> if you remember, the band was under there because we had a whole mother's room there. The band was under there. I'm in the middle of the platform, and I'm busy preaching, and I'm watching everybody's eyes. And I'm trying to preach, and I'm going, yes, they're going to the restroom. That individual's gone for the seventh time today. You know, it's just, it drove me crazy. I said, please put a wall up. I don't want to watch every time people go to the restroom, which I've had to do now with the pavilion. 
because people always take off during the offering. The moment you receive an offering, that's when they go to the toilet. And some people wonder why that's what's coming back to them, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And the problem is, men are giving that back into their bosom. Because if that's the only seed you sow, don't complain when that's all that's what's coming back. So somebody says, you mean I can't go to the toilet? Oh, they're beautiful. The toilets are beautiful. But you first want to give before you go. You don't want that to be your only offering that you give. Can you say amen? Because it's about worship. I said it's about worship. That's why it's imperative we have a place. Because they were going to lock everything down and they just wanted us to watch on TV. And God's not interested in that. The Bible says, I'm going to walk a little bit here. The Bible says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together, even the much more when you see that day approaching. So how many know what we're doing here today? Do you need, do you need uh, translators here? Huh? How, many, uh, how many know what we're doing here? We've come together together. Yeah. I mean, who, who likes the new gunship cameras? Like a, a turret. That's what I saw. I said, I want them gunship. They said, we can't get them. I said, listen, they used them when the Donick and I got married in 1981. The church had them. I want that. I pulled up a wedding picture and showed them. I said, that's what I want. And they found that apparently the NFL uses those. I said, give me two of them things. And I climbed up in that one. It was probably 2 o'clock in the morning. I was sitting there playing with it. <laughs> Not many church has a gunship camera. Just spin around. Show, show them what you can do on that thing. Or who, who feels more competent to spin around? Can you do it? Can you do it? Huh? Do it. Do a 270. Watch that thing. Watch that thing. No, 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 no. Go further. No, go all the way. Go right to the edge. Swing. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, now go all the way the other way. I did it last night, come on, move, 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 move. Keep going. Look at that thing, come on. I'll tell you, there's something you can do with those things. You can pivot. And you know why I wanted that? Because those other ones took up big platforms and that cost us seats. I don't want anything to cost us seats. That's why there's no stairs coming down here. The stairs are outside and the new elevators are coming, which we have to order those. And so it's, it's state of the art, ladies and gentlemen. The awnings are gonna come around here. And how many know we're gonna put the covering over the whole place, ultimately? So. How many want me, before I get into my message here, to show you what's coming? This is not all of it. This is just the next phase. We're going to give everybody a break of a couple of weeks. And then we're jumping right in. Now, I'll let you know by midweek this week, but the budget for this 
Everything we did was 10.3, and we were right on the edge of paying it all. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't crunch the numbers, but we're right there. By Thursday, it'll be done. Everything paid. Yep. This next phase that we're going to do, which is imperative for the children, for the youth, for the university, will cost 12. And I'm believing the Lord that we'll get it done by next January camp meeting. And paid for. So who wants to see it? We'll come back tonight and we'll show you. No. The only reason I say that because some of the people on the balcony, the, 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 the uh, screens are not working, but it'll be online. Anyway, go ahead and just show this. Roll it. See where the pavilion is? You see that structure to the left of the church. From where I am, you see there's the umbrellas, the flagpoles that are there right now. And rather than put a covering over the whole place, we're going to build this as the next phase, which will cost us 12 million. In actual fact, we're already 750,000 into it because of what we had to lay when we put the foundation for the balconies and everything. I mean, I like the flags of all the states. The awnings will come in several weeks' time. We just put the sanctuary there so you can see where the building is. Of course, it's not like that. The sound booth's there. The men's room on this side. And going up, there's where the elevator shafts are, which we be ordering those elevators. It takes a while. And then, of course, the bookstore and all shops around the bottom. That's the kids' church, a thousand seats. You can put a thousand kids in there. And you come upstairs, which many of you that got on the balcony, you had to come this way into the sanctuary. And then the youth facility, see, 1,500 young people. And then down around the bottom are all shops and stores and a lot of the things that come right out of, out of our coloring institute, just like what you see in the lobby of the pavilion. And then there will be elevators going up so people can get upstairs to the second floor and also the third floor, which we'll use for River University and our kingdom business. So we, we're looking about 12. Well, let me ask you a question. If the Lord can do what he's done here, listen to me carefully. If God can do 10.3 in a matter of seven months, how many think the Lord can do 12? Yeah. And you say, why? Why are you doing it? To make room for the people. We have no room for the university. We're running out of place. We're running out of office space. And everything we want to do here is five-star, first class. We're not looking for cheap. We want something that's going to bring glory to God. Can you say amen? So I'm excited about that. I'm, 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 man. And we've got a window to do this. 
what, what is, and I'm not talking about what's happening with the world. The world's in turmoil and upheaval and it's going to be even more. But for the church, we're going from glory unto glory. Can you say amen? I want you to take your Bibles this morning. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter 5. This camp meeting is called Kingdom Business because it's about the business of the kingdom. Now, Father, I pray, anoint every ear to hear and every heart to receive what you have here today, we pray in Jesus' name. Verse 1, now it occurred that while the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats drawn up by the lake. Now, you could read it this way. He saw two businesses drawn up by the lake. These were not recreational boats. These were fishing boats for a fishing business of Zebedee and sons. And Jesus walked right in the middle of the businesses. What we will see happen because when revival hits, it hits every area of society. Are you with me? It's not just about the gathering in a place like this. It's about what God does with you when you leave here. How many you have a business of your own? Wave your hand at me. All right. So that business can either be attached to the kingdom of God or detached from the kingdom of God. Something happens when you attach your business to the kingdom of God. What God does for you is a whole next level. Not only are you laying up treasure in heaven where moth cannot corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal, but what you are doing with your daily life ensures that you are not wasting your life, pouring out your life on trivial pursuits, but you are pouring your life into eternal things that will result 100 years from now and you will see the glory of God. You'll get to the other side and you'll say, I'm so glad that I took my time, my talents, my treasure, my tongue, and I used it for the kingdom of heaven. I did not use it for stuff that just passes away. So Jesus was always where the people were. Many churches are fishing out of their own bathtubs. Any fisherman in the house, wave your hand. If you went home, took your fishing rod, filled up your tub, went and sat on your toilet seat, I mean, with the lid down because you wanted to get comfortable, and cast a line into your bathtub, and your wife says, what you do? I'm here, I'm gonna catch some fish, dear. She'd go, he's lost his mind. There are no fish in the bathtub. And that's how many churches are. But I'm so glad that we're part of the river here that's not fishing in its own bathtub, that are out there catching fish and going into the highways and the byways and the hedges and compelling the lost and dying to come in and are doing what Jesus did. Jesus never hung some private place. He was always where the people, wherever they were, he was. So he saw two businesses drawn up by the lake, but the fishermen had gone down from them and were washing their nets. Um, I don't think they were that successful at that moment. Because when you wash your net, it means you can catch anything. 
You just rug the bottom and you've got seaweed in it and maybe an old sandal. If you caught fish, you were probably mending your net. And so getting into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon Peter, uh, was this coincidence or God incident? He requested him to draw away a little from the shore, and he sat down and continued to teach the crowd of people from the boat. So suddenly, Peter's boat that had actually fished all night and caught nothing now became the amplification system for the message that Jesus was going to preach to the multitudes because they didn't have sound equipment. There was no live show that they could, hey, can you come? I need, I need speakers, I need microphones, whatever. It was just you, your voice, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible says, yep, that Jesus began to teach the people from the boat. He used Peter's business. God wants to use your business because your business represents your daily pursuit. That's why we try to encourage people here at the river, don't be involved in a business that you're bored with. Get involved with something that's your passion, that's your purpose. And then above your passion and purpose, attach it to God's passion and purpose and watch the two come together. It will be glorious. Because then you, when you wake up on a Monday morning, it's not like, oh, great, i got to go back to work again today. You wake up on a Monday morning, I'm about my father's business. It doesn't matter how the traffic is, and trust me, the traffic is crazy. We had to go to Dallas to be on Daystar on Thursday, and a normal journey of 55 minutes took us one hour and 50 minutes. It's like this is the new New York City. I'm, the traffic is ridiculous here. Everybody's moving to Florida. The whole world is coming to Florida. But don't get angry at the other people trying to get to work. Somebody said, did you make it in time for the studio? I walked on the set one minute into the program. They were still singing, and I sat down. <laughs> I was right on time. Can you say amen? But Jesus used Peter's boat to preach to the masses. And it doesn't even tell us the message. Because the story is not about the message. The story is about a business that Jesus got in the middle of. So your boat, your business might have been fishing all night and caught nothing, but when Jesus steps in it, everything goes to another level. Can you say amen? So when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, put out in the deep water. Put out in the deep water. Put out in the deep water. Lower your nets for all. This whole building for us has been the scripture that's on the outside. They either go down to the sea in ships. This is like a ship. This is a fishing boat. Everything that happens on the property is for one purpose, to catch fish. I don't think, so, I, I don't think in the last five and a half months, so many UPS, Federal Express, and delivery people, Uber people, have been prayed for because they're coming here to deliver stuff and everybody's praying with them. I mean, it doesn't matter what they do. They were coming to, to deliver and they got delivered. Simon Peter answered, Master, we've toiled all night exhaustingly. We, we've been doing this all night and caught nothing in our nets. But he says, on the ground of your word, I will lower the net again. Okay. 
And when they had done this, I love this, they caught a great number of fish, and as their nets were at the point of breaking, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and take hold with them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Now, that means there was more than enough for their boat and for everybody else's boat, and so now everybody's coming around you, and they're all a part of this because the blessing is so much that you can't hold it all yourself. You have to say, hey, come over here, come and help. We, we, we don't even where, know where to put the fish. That's what's happening in the Central Florida area. That's what's happening county by county. Churches, I'm not talking about the religious church. I'm talking about churches that are flowing with the move of God. They are exploding. People are coming in. The lost are coming in. The hungry are coming in. People are thirsty. They're wanting something that is real. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Why? Because he was a fisherman. He knew exactly how to catch fish, and he had to admit he'd never seen as much fish as this. Are you kidding me? I can just see Peter going, what? We fished all night, caught nothing? I obeyed his word? And now we're about to sink, and the boat alongside of us is about to sink. A net breaking boat sinking load of fish. A net breaking boat sinking load of blessing come into your business. Somebody says, I don't want my business to sink. It is not going to sink. It's just you're going to have more than you can even handle. Coming out of this conference, you're going to be catapulted by the Holy Spirit, and you're going to have more than you can even handle. That's why you can't be selfish with what God is doing. You're going to have to call people over, say, hey, come and help. There's, there are going to be revivals happening in every county of the state of Florida, every town, every podunk holler. I'm telling you, it, buildings are going to be packed to capacity. I don't care what the devil's doing. I'm telling you what's on God's agenda. Somebody said, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter what you believe. Hide and watch. Hide and watch what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I've been in the ministry many years. That's good. Now get fired. Amen. Hallelujah. Depart from me. I'm a sinful man. He was gripped. I love this in the Amplified. He was gripped with bewildering amazement. People are going to come around you and get gripped with bewildering amazement. They'll come around you and go, I tell you, I don't know what happened to them, but uh, when I get around them, uh, like how are they doing that? How, how are they doing that? People, people want to know, how's, how's uh, Ronald doing what he's doing? How's Dr. Brown? <laughs> they know me well. How's Dr. Brown? I'm not Dr. Brown. I'm Howard Brown. How's Dr. Brown doing all this? Well, they don't know. i got a very, very wealthy Jewish man who supports my ministry. And it's not David Katz. His name is the Ancient of Days. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. 
which was and which is and which is to come. Hallelujah. And don't you sit here in a miracle today and go, oh, yeah, well, it's just easy for you to talk. There ain't nothing easy about what you've just seen happen around here. It took, it took me to the end of myself. I'll tell you right now, it took many days on our face crying out to God. There are a lot of things I don't tell you. You can't come in here and talk your battles all the time. I'll tell you when the victories are there. Are you with me? I've walked out here with a knife in my back. And you didn't know it. So we say, oh, my God. He no, I'm not saying it's a, it's a figure of speech. Are you with me? I didn't actually have a knife in my back. Somebody's going, no, no. I said it one night on television. I said, we've had everything, including the kitchen sink thrown at us. A lady wrote us, I can't believe that people would take a kitchen sink and throw it at you. She saw somebody pick up the whole sink and just throw it at her. No, no, it's a figure of speech. So, everyone say, they were gripped with bewildering amazement. Now, the scripture says in the Amplified, allied to terror. Allied to terror. This year will be a year where people look at you and will be overwhelmed, will be gripped with bewildering amazement, allied to terror because of what God does through your life. Hallelujah. And all because of the fish, the catch. And so also with James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon Peter. So Jesus will not only affect you, it will affect your business partner. Get ready. And Jesus said to Simon, have no fear. From now on, you will be catching men. Now somebody said, yeah, but I don't really feel called to the ministry. It's not about that, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what you don't understand. The fact whether you ever stand behind a pulpit and never preach, the fact that your business will be used as a platform to amplify the gospel message, whether you never stand like I'm standing right now, yet every day, everywhere you go, people are going to be influenced because of your life, because of your business, because of what you touch. And God is about to accelerate everything. Everything's going to be accelerated. If you think what we have seen, in the last three years is huge. You're not ready for what is upon us even now. This is the year of El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God I can hold on to this thing right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hmm. And after that, they run their boats ashore. They left everything and joined as his disciples and sided with his party and accompanied him. So they, they just said, I'm going, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a lockstep with him. Because I've never seen anybody catch fish like this.
Your life will be a testimony. I don't care what it looks like right now. Hey, remember the broken pieces? Remember the broken pieces? Huh? Remember the broken pieces? I don't care what your life looks like right now. What your life looks like right now is not what it's going to remain. It's what God is going to birth on the inside of you that's going to be made manifest over the next 36 months. Somebody said, Pastor, why are you saying 36 months? Because I'm latching my faith on the next 36 months because by the time the end of 25 comes, everything we need to be built will be built on this place. And then all we're going to do is run the planet and do exactly what God's called us to do. Can you say amen? amen. Who was here when we did dig a ditch and I fed it? Well, we dug a ditch and look what God did. We dug a ditch and we waited. And we waited what seemed like, oh God, we, we're looking stupid here. We dug a ditch. The Lord said, don't worry, it's coming together. A perfect storm. It's coming. It'll happen in the year 2020. Uh, you're going to get arrested. What? Yes, and that'll be a sign. And then everything will explode after that. Oh, great. I was looking forward to that. Get arrested, mug shot, going around the earth. God has a way of doing things, doesn't he? So after they had run their boats ashore, they left and just joined him. So I could just see old man Zebedee. You, you got the greatest catch of fish. You know, the one thing about catching fish is somebody has to clean it. I mean, who's ever been fishing and you caught so many fish and you say, oh, I got to clean this. Huh? Three people being honest here. I remember fishing with my dad and mom in St. Lucia, the estuary in the Natal province of Southern Africa, myself and my brother, Basil, you remember this. We were fishing and we took, we took a prawn and we broke it into segments. You take the piece of the prawn, put it in, you catch a fish, take the bait out of the fish's mouth and catch another fish on the same bait. And remember, we were catching so many fish and dad said to me, don't catch another fish. I said, what do you mean? They're coming in. Remember that one big fish jumped and I grabbed it and slammed it in the boat. I caught it with my bare hands. My dad was moving the boat and suddenly the fish hit me in the face. I mean, I, I just saw the room and I grabbed it. This thing was about that big. I slammed it in the floor and my dad turned and there's flopping fish in there. He said, what's happening? Because he just said, don't catch any more fish. I didn't. The fish caught me. <laughs> you know you're in a move of God when the fish are literally jumping in the boat. My dad said to me, don't catch another fish. But I'm having so much fun. What do you mean? Don't catch another fish. And that's what we're doing, catching fish. And some of them don't know they're caught. They think they're still swimming freely, but they don't know. They came by the river and God stuck a hook in them and they can't ever get out of that. So they might as well just go ahead and surrender. Come on now, say amen somebody. So God will be using your talents, your gifts, that which he's graced you. I mean, you walk out, you see the businesses, yeah, there's artists, there's singers. We've got, we got 
saying it. I mean, there's people here with great gifts and talents. God's going to take that thing, multiply, and launch what he wants to do with you to a lost and dying world. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So I can just see Peter, James, and John, they get back, old man Zebedee, they got all these fish, they go, hey, come over here and help. And they just go like, love you, Dad. Catch you later, man. Off they go. Get back here, you boys. You're not going to leave me here with all this fish. See you later, Dad. Because who, 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 who wants to let Jesus walk off? You don't let him walk off? Not after what he just did. Then follow him. And you'll hear stories this whole week of people that God arrested them, literally arrested them. They were in business. And then God just arrested them. And then the rest of their days was attached to the kingdom. Churches are going to be built. Bible schools are going to be built. New ministries are going to be launched. Whole cities, whole towns and regions are going to be shaken by the hand of God. God's not done. God's not done with America. And God's not done with the planet. I don't care what the devil thinks he's doing. He's smoking crack if he thinks that God's finished. This is the hour of the church. And God's mobilizing his people. Can you say amen? I'm so glad to be at a place with many participants. I'm so glad to be in a room that's not filled with just spectators, but participators. Say this often to me, I am a participator. So Jesus, somebody said, well, keep your nose to yourself. Don't stick in other people's business. Jesus was always in other people's business. Read the Bible. But something happened when he got in their business. He never left them the way he found them. They could always look back at a time and a place and say, from the moment he came to my life, everything changed. And God's going to send you to people on assignment that will say of a truth, the moment you came into my life, everything changed. You say, why? Because you are his hands and his feet and his mouthpiece. In Matthew chapter 9 and 37 and 8, he said, the harvest is ripe, but the labors are few. If this was just about a Sunday morning, oh, there's no ways we can touch the nations. This has to be about every single day. The labors, he's looking for laborers. He's looking for harvesters. He's looking for reapers. The fields are white under harvest, John 4 and 35. Pray the Lord of the harvest. You know, I, I've been praying about that. I've actually been praying for you. Do you realize that? Whatever God puts in your hands is going to be a mechanism 
by which many lives are going to be touched. In actual fact, as far as I'm concerned, if it's not going to touch people's lives, I'm not interested in it. Are you with me? If it's, if it's a road to nowhere, I'm not interested in it. If it's going to touch people's lives, I'm involved. That's why we get involved with other ministries. That's why we help other ministries. Why? Because there's people going to different parts of the world. I can't get to right now. So we sow seed towards that. There's people building churches. We sow seed towards that. There's people going on television. There's people launching. I mean, I, I could go on and on. It's not about me. I just, that's why I'm involved. Somebody said, why would you get involved in other people, what other people are doing? Because it's an expansion of what God wants to do. If Jesus gets in the middle of somebody's boat and multiplies it, and God has blessed me, then I can come alongside and get in the middle of what you're doing, and there'll be an acceleration of what will take place. It's not because I am anything. It's because He is. As great as He that is in you than He that is in the world. Can you say amen? And it's all about souls. The Lord told me to believe Him to raise up 300 multi-millionaires right here in this church. I don't know. I don't know if you made it out here today. But you are about your father's business. And we're not here to argue about what, you know, people want to argue about. I can't believe 300 millionaires. It's not for you. Any attitude like that, you weren't one of them. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is for people who, when we share these things, your heart leaps on the inside of you. And you say, yes. Yes, I've been believing that there was something greater that God had with my life. I mean, you listen to Dr. Bob Nichols. He said he had a church. 55 years of pastoring the church in totality. But he was in the church, the great church. But he was desperate. He, he was like come to the end of himself. There's many people that are successful, but they're actually desperate. And they've come to the end of themselves. Maybe not on that side, but in the middle here. And when you get desperate and come to the end of yourself, you know there's more, but you don't know how to get there. God always sends somebody into your life that when you, when, you, when you get into the flow, it's like you're pulled in the slipstream. You're brought into another dimension. That is what God's going to do with you this week. God is going to break you into another dimension. And I'm talking about an acceleration. Doesn't matter what you have right now, but what God is going to do in the next 36 months. We have a businessman here who God used in the ministry. You're going to hear from him this week. Five years ago, he had 500 bucks, and their company just did 80 million last year. A River University graduate. No, don't tell me this is not possible. I don't want to hear. Because he said, Lord, if you could take this 500 and multiply it. And God heard his cry. And the whole business is about souls. And that's what it's all about. Everything must end up with souls and the harvest. How do you go from, somebody said, well, you're just promising people a carrot. No, I'm not, I'm not promising you anything. I'm just telling you that when he made that vow to God, God has taken him places. And I'll tell you, just by the trajectory of where he's going right now, <laughs> You, you'll wait and hear what's going to happen the next 12 months with these companies. That's the truth. Every person needs to work. 
How many do work? Raise your hands. Look at that. Why must I work? Because God blesses the work of your hands. He does not bless the seat of your pants. Except if you're sitting in one of them swivel Canon cameras. If you do it, it needs not to be just about money. Well, I'm doing it because there's money attached to it. Well, then you're going to do more things because there's money attached to it. But there's no eternal value. There's no joy. The effect it has on your family is detrimental. The effect it has on your children is detrimental. Why? Because what you're doing is just you're chasing what you think is a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, but there's nothing. It's a mirage. Look at the elite of the world. Look at them even now. In upheaval, they don't even know what to do with themselves. And every time they open their mouth, they look like total idiots. It's actually comedic to watch. I, I, if I put on the news, I laugh my head off because they're idiots. Even the experts are now idiots. They're expert idiots. <laughs> so this has to be something you enjoy. Each one doing their part. Each one doing their part. Bringing to the Lord your tithe and beyond as God deals with you. Now, you've heard me say this in the early 1900s, there were those who made so much money that their purpose in their heart, I'm going to live off the 10 and give God the 90. That God accelerated. People like Colgate, Woolworth, Letourneau. You can find his book online, Mover of Men and Mountains. Those big earth-moving equipment. And he made a vow. He started to live off the 10 because the 90 was so big. He said, I give that. I mean, his 10 was so big. He said, I'm going to live off the 10 and give God the 90. So that happened at the turn of the 1900s. So... What is God going to do now in 2023? What is God going to do? Can God do it again? Could it be possible that this could happen one more time? I prayed years ago. I said, Lord, is it possible that this could happen? He said, before my son returns, you will see what you have in your spirit. It shall come to pass, and I'm going to raise them up. God's going to raise them up from security, from obscurity and security. There's people working security. God's going to raise you up. You might be. I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> Somebody said, yes, Lord. If yes, if you say yes, then who's it going to be? If so, why not you? If not you, who? If not now, when? If not here, where? Because you'll go into places, let me tell you, all they're going to do is talk you out of it. The moment you come with something that's bigger, then there's, no, there's nobody that's had more people beat on me to get me out of what I felt the Lord telling me to do. Like when, when I said I see balconies, they said, no, don't do balconies. That's a waste of money. I said, but I see balconies. I can't help but stand here and, and, and there's a balcony. I can't help it. Look at them. There they are. That's what I saw. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to see what you see in your spirit that God drops in your spirit? Or do you want to see, do you want to see what other people see for you? 
that's not God's plan. Hey, come over here. Let me tell you what I see for you. That's fine if that person's under the anointing of the Spirit of God. But a lot of stuff is just manipulation. Are you with me? Any man or woman of God that's anointed of God will release you into the fullness without putting any restraints on you, will, will hold you accountable, but will not dictate and will not come in and try to manipulate and try to get in the middle of everything. Only what God tells, the Lord will speak to me, said, call that preacher, tell him he's going to have the greatest meeting he's ever had in his life. I mean, I've had things happen to me. I'll be minding my own business. God will say, call that business person. Say, I'm going to give them the breakthrough. I can't help it. I called them. They said, man, you called at the right time. And then the next week, things, all heaven broke loose. That's what God is raising you up so that heaven can break loose everywhere you go. Hallelujah. And it's already happening. The funding of the end time harvest is taking place. God doesn't want your money. He wants you. He just wants you. You have to ask yourself the question this week, will you be one of the 300? I'm not talking about 100 heirs. I'm not talking about 1,000 heirs. I'm talking about millionaires. Somebody said, yeah, I'd love to be, but I don't know how. That's fine. God will show you how. Somebody said, I don't have it in my ability or my capability. No. But then it would be what you did, wouldn't it? What if God did something through you? I said, what if God did something through you? Will you attach your life today to God's eternal purposes? Will you do what will make count 100 years from today? When we, on the other side, we look back and we, we go, thank God we didn't waste our time. Thank God we didn't play games. Thank God we swung it every which way but loose. Thank God. Because we come bearing eternal fruit. And the beautiful thing about it is that every one of you that's a part with us is a part with whatever we've done, and you reap the exact same reward we do because you partner with us and you're part together with us. Are you with me? So I, I tell you, you talk about treasure in heaven, there's a bunch of people here, you are loaded. When you get to heaven, there's going to be other people in the lineup go, who are those people? Where are they from? Uh, those people. Let me tell you about those people. Those people went to the River Church. Their pastor was crazy. He told them they could all get rewards. And, and the problem is some of them had been thrown away by other places who said they never get any reward. But they just believed what the pastor said, and they went out, and now they're part together in what God is doing and the great harvest. It doesn't matter the size of the meetings, the size of the churches that you built, the size of the crusades. It doesn't matter. If your crusade is 100 people, you'll get the same reward as somebody who had a crusade for 100,000 people. It's just about your obedience to obey God and do exactly what God's called you to do. Never talk down what God's given you. Never go around, well, I'm not, you know, my ministry is not as big as your ministry, and I don't have the influence here. Stop talking along those lines. Your mouth is digging a grave for you. Start to speak where God is telling you to go. What he has for you. And that goes for many of you senior people here. Don't run around the river you say, I'm kind of retired. I put a fire under you. You're not kind of retired. You're going to get kind of refired and do exactly what God's called you to do. As you heard last Sunday, God can do with you in three 
years what took you 30 years to do. Which I'll tell you, the last three years have been like a decade for us. It's been like a decade, like 10 years in three years. I've never personally in my life seen anything like this. And I've never been a part of anything personally like this. It's, I just like, I've seen it. And they're trying to shut the YouTube channel down. Do you think I care about that? We broadcasting by satellite around the world. We, all we're doing is just get information out to people where they can find us. But you can't stop us. YouTube, you can't stop us. Can't stop us. Anyway, besides that, I'm coming after you. Just so you know, I'm going to sue your butt. You picked on the wrong preacher. I'm coming after you. Devils. Something I said 700 days ago. Actual fact, we didn't really say anything. It was a jealous pastor who flagged us. Somebody said, no, you're not serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch this. I'll, I'll stop them. You ain't going to stop us. The more you try to curse us, the more we'll be blessed. The more you try to stop the church of God, you're going to be in trouble. I'm just telling you right now, the more you try to stop us, the more we'll catapult. And we're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord says there's enough for everybody. The Lord says there's more than enough for everybody. You know, I always find myself still picking on you because you're sitting in the same place you sat when we were in the building, and you're right here on the aisle, and I can't help it but pick on you. Somebody said, what about me in the balcony? Don't worry. A 10-foot angel will swat you up the side of the head right in the balcony. I see you. <laughs> the devil can't touch this. <laughs> he can try, but he can't. He can't stop you. He can't stop what God's called you to do. I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost here right now. Somebody is being forged in the fire. Somebody said, I'll leave right now. It's too late. Too late. You can't run. 
and you can't hide because God will be there while you're lying on your bed at night. And then you'll try to resist him and he'll just work your wagon so your wheels won't turn. And so finally, he'll get you in the headlock and you'll just go, okay, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it, forgive me. shall go out with joy. You'll be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy. The trees of the field. When you, the trees of the field will clap their hands. That's why you never want to be too busy. You can't hear the trees of the field clapping their hands. Hallelujah. There's the fire of God coming on people right now. Yeah. It's okay. It's called oil of joy. It's sweeping the room. Some of us feel real hot here. Well, don't worry. Not all the air conditioners are connected. They are running, but they've got to be calibrated. They're so advanced. They need a computer thing to come and calibrate. Like we, in the old days, you put the air conditioner on, not these days. You've got to calibrate the stupid thing. It'll all be this week, but God's calibrating you because you are on. You are on, but nothing's really happening. But God will calibrate you here this week. You're going to be calibrated. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be afraid of the joy. The joy is right in the middle of the fire. It's not going to hurt you. Get them all, Lord. Get them off. Forge them. Forge them in the fire. We, we actually have more lights in the sanctuary. I don't know why they got the thing toned down. What do you think? We're working some kind of a nightclub here? It'd be great if you turn the lights up inside the house for me. We've got all kinds of shades here. Some people I can't even see. Oh, I just remembered they haven't put all the lights in yet. Don't worry. What is it, like a third of the lights that's going to be in here? Okay. Sorry. My bad, my bad.
Mentira. I just saw somebody's ears do this. That's what this place is. Getting people under the anointing, forging them in the fire, then releasing them to a lost and dying world with heaven's purpose and plan. One thing you'll see about these, you can't change that. It's etched. It is what it is. Somebody said, well, I just want to reap. You can't. It's already done. It's locked in. The purpose is locked in. Even, even the colors, it's all locked in. That's what God does under the anointing. He comes and locks in his plan and purpose. Where the devil's written you off, said you're never going to make it. Other people said you're never going to make it. You're going to fail. God comes. He says, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I feel it right now. I feel it so strong. I feel it right now. Fuego de Dios. I feel it right now. Like a river running through this place. She's been shouting thank you for 20 years. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That just means the fire's hot. That's all that means. That just means the fire's hot. Hallelujah. The glory, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord is upon you. I see new churches springing up. I see new ministries being launched. I see new businesses being raised up. Oh, it might be a business like somebody has, except the touch of God's on it, the hand of God's on it, and what God puts his hand on accelerates. I said accelerates. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, you people at the balcony. 
receive what the Lord has for you. That's the south balcony. That's the north balcony. That's the west balcony. There is no east balcony. The sun rises in the east, and it comes upon you, and upon you, and upon you. And that's what's going to happen here this week, between now and Sunday night. Hallelujah. Don't tell me you're tired. I'm coming off one hour of sleep. I sat upright in my chair upstairs. Don't give me this, I'm tired. Let the fire of God grab a hold of you here today, and you'll never be the same again. Hallelujah. I feel it on me. I feel like my whole body's buzzing. Like I'm buzzing. Pastor, what happens if you buzz? Come on, come on, renewed, renewed, restored, restored, revived. have to just make the decision today, and the decision is really just one of yielding. You know, when you, when you look at how these things are made, it, it can't argue. It just has to let the glass blower do what he does. If you had a microphone, you could put it there and go, no, no, I, no, I don't want to look like that. No. It just succumbs to the fire. Just succumb to God's purpose and plan. And watch what the Lord's going to do with you. This will be the greatest year that you've ever had. This will be the greatest year that you've ever had. You'll see what took you a whole month, you'll see in a week. And some even accelerated in even a greater way. Because truly, we look back at the last three years and we just have to say, we never seen anything like this. Truly, this is the hand of the Lord. Can you say amen? So it's just about saying, okay, okay, Lord, 
Let me close with this. I'm going to give an altar call, and then we'll give you a chance to succeed right off there. But I want you to listen to something very carefully. Over the years, when things were happening, and I didn't even understand it, and I didn't even know what to do, and I didn't even have an answer for what was taking place. And I went to the Lord, and, you know, in myself I was worried. I mean, my mind I was worried. In myself, I mean, I, you know, I trust God. But the Lord used these words, and he's done that with me several times. He, he said to me, Rodney, do you trust me with your life? And I said, Lord, I trust you. I don't understand what's going on, but I trust you. And then he, it's like he said, do, do you trust me with your life? I said, yes, Lord, I actually trust you. And he said it again the third time. Do you trust me with your life? I said, Lord, I trust you with my life. Did that mean that he gave me the answer? Nothing. It was like that was the answer. Are you with me? I still didn't understand. I still didn't know. But I, d I realized I didn't need to know that all he wanted me to do was just trust me. You might be here today. You say, I've got many, many questions. I want to ask God. But even if you saw him right now, you want to know the truth? You would never ask him. Because one look in his face, and, and, and you wouldn't need to, you'd, he'd say, what do you, yeah, uh, uh, you forget everything you were going to ask, and, but you just, ref, okay, I trust you, okay, fine, whatever, and you'd be happy, and then when it passed, you know, why didn't I ask him that? But then you realize it just doesn't really matter, does it? Because he loves you. And you're his child. And he cares for you. So let's do this right now. I want everybody across the room to bow your heads for a moment. And the balconies. We wanted to say that for a long time. While heads are bowed, now to close. If you're here today and you fit into any one of these categories, if you're watching by way of television, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you came here today, you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to the Lord. I don't know Jesus, but today I'd like to get, I want to get saved. I want to give my life to him. I'm desperate. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm going to give you an opportunity today to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you came here today, you're watching my way of television, you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should, and I just know I need to get right with God. Maybe there's something hidden no one can see. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, hidden things that clog the heart of man. Maybe something outward. Everybody knows about it, and that even makes it worse. But you say, today, I'm coming back. Today, I'm going to surrender my life to him afresh. It's all about surrender. Maybe you were here and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord, but I was going along and a storm came out of nowhere and hit me like a Mack truck from hell, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that shook me, but today I want to come back. Today I'm making a decision to heal myself lay everything on the altar.
And then one last thing. Maybe you're here today, you're watching in your homes, and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord with all my heart, but I don't have the assurance. I don't know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God, and I want to know. I'd like to know today. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. If this is you, right where you are, my head's about now are closed. Put your hand up and say, pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Raise it up on the main floor, under the balconies, up in the balconies. Raise your hand. Yes, I see your hands. Don't delay. Once you raise, you can put it down. I want you to look at me, please. In this section here, and right under the, the second story, really. You didn't raise your hand, but you want to be included in the prayer. I'm going to pray right now, quickly. Put that hand up and say, include me. Anybody else? Thank you, thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. I see your hand over there. What about the north balcony? You didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Just slip your hand up. Anybody else? Just say, yes, Lord. On the main floor right here, all the way back to the sound desk, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up right now and say, include me. Anybody else? Thank you, sir. God bless you. In the, in the west balcony, just raise your hand if that's you and you want to be included. Put your hand up. Thank you. God bless you. Anybody else? Anyone else? And then on the floor here, right under, on the first floor in this section here, didn't raise your hand, but want to be included, put your hand up and say, include me. That's me. That's me. And then lastly, in the south balcony, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included, put your hand up right now. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. I want every person that raised your hand Right across this room, just stand right now, please. Stand. Stand. Now those, those on the main floor, I want you to bring your personal belongings that come. Those in the balconies, follow the ushers. They'll tell you what to do. Bring your personal belongings that come. They'll bring you down right here. Come stand here. We're going to pray together. Come. Come right now. Come now. As they're coming from the balcony, as they're coming from the main floor. Come now. He's calling you today. He's calling you. Come. He's calling you today. Come. He says, cover to me all you that labor the heaven laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come. He calls you now. No turning back. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The cross before me. 
the world behind me. The cross before me. No turning back, we'll wait for the balconies. No turning back. You can take the world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I want every one of you standing here to look at me if you would for a few minutes and those watching by way of television. As I pray with them in a few moments, I'll pray with you. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. I've had the privilege of doing this in 85 countries of the world. I started doing this on a regular basis in 1980. And so, the joy for me is when you travel, people come to me and they tell me, they tell me the date, the time, where it was that they came forth. And today will be no different. This, the 22nd day of January, 2023. Because if you mean business with God, God means business with you. And today your life totally is gonna be transformed. Not by the hand of man, but by the hand of the Lord. I want you to just close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven, you in your homes, and pray this together with me right now. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart, put in a heart of flesh. Wash me, cleanse me, change me, fill me, use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh.
He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Now lift both hands and just thank him right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day when we stand before you, let not one be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation. And just like these vases that are on display have been forged in the fire, forge them now in the fire of your Holy Spirit and make them exactly what you want them to be. And I thank you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.